Okay, the dogs at the White House are starting to become a problem. Something bad is going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. We've already got a couple of bitings. I'm sorry, just he was nipped. Someone was nipped by by walking. Uh huh. Okay, we've had uh, we've got we've got the dog pooping in the White House all over the hallways and the. <laughs> it's there's something's gonna happen. I'm serious. If you're a CIA agent or an FBI agent and you come around the corner and Major is just getting done taking a crap on the hallway floor and starts to growl and attack you and starts to growl, starts running down the hallway at you. I mean, right? I'm sorry, sir. I didn't want to, but I came around the corner and you know I opened up the door and there he was. He just finished taking a crap taking a crap and he started growling and running at me and i just i had to i didn't want to but sorry sir sorry i mean it's gonna happen it's going to happen so maybe we send them back to delaware send back them i mean we already had to ship them off once after one attack and now we've brought them back after the training and there we've got, we've got them taking a dump in the hallways. We've got them nipping at people walking by. So before something bad happens, maybe we just send back them to Delaware. Okay. As uh, just a thought, it's just a thought. Welcome to chewing the fat. For those of you listening live today, April 1st, 2021, uh, it's supposed to be April Fool's Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been canceled. There's no more April Fool's. Uh, I mean, everyone is passing around there. April Fool's Day has been canceled this year because no prank is greater than the joke that is running this country right now. Uh, April Fool's. Well, I mean, I can remember joking is pretty much done, right? I mean, Babylon B is having a tough time staying afloat because by the time they get something to print it's come true i mean it's, it's no longer a joke it's, it's a, uh, incredible but i remember back when think about this i mean it was what in 2017 when pornhub displayed a message that said it automatically shared the video you were watching on social media <laughs> Now, if you, like me, went and double-checked and made sure that was not true, um, and then you realized, April Fool's, in today's world? Let's say Pornhub does that today. Did they get away with it? I don't know. I don't know, man. When you have NBC's Lester Holt. Now, I've lived on liking Lester Holt for a lot of years, and and I'll continue to do so because it's just funny and at one time i did actually really like lester holt uh he should have gotten the job uh the first time around anyway uh i i really did at one time like lester holt now he's talking about uh you know it really isn't necessary to always give two sides equal weight and merit i mean he's the head of nbc news providing an open platform for misinformation for anyone to come say whatever they want oh man do i hate that do i hate it when people feel like they can just say what they want (laughs) man do i hate that 
and especially when issues of public health and safety are at stake oh man i know lester you i mean that's where we're at that is where we're at we have a social media platform and i don't know you know it's it's big news because it happened to donald trump the you know obviously the, the former thank god president of the united states you know the previous administration we can't even say his name uh they're not they don't even allow his voice hey we have his voice on the platform i mean he did an interview with uh the daughter-in-law and uh new 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 the voice will not be allowed on this platform oh okay all right we have uh youtube announcing the other day that you know what in resp- in response to creator feedback you know in response to creator feedback around well-being and targeted dislike campaigns we're testing a few new designs that don't show the public dislike count huh you know what if you're part of the small experiment is it just a small experiment you might spot one of these creators you're still going to be able to see the exact number of likes and dislikes in youtube studio so we're not completely taking it away (laughs) duh now one of the reasons that's being hypothesized why this is going on is because of the overwhelming negative responses that the white house videos are getting (laughs) so it was okay when you didn't like donald trump videos man those targeted responses were okay those i'm sorry those targeted dislike campaigns were were okay but now against the all-seeing all-knowing president of the united states joe biden and, and kamala harris and jill biden oh my gosh just a nightmare in themselves but we can't have that we cannot have targeted dislike campaigns are we sure that it's a targeted dislike campaign or is it just people disliking the videos because look if you're if you believe if you believe that 80 million people voted for joe biden 74 million people voted for donald trump or whatever the numbers are whatever they were you know biden is president trump is not that's i mean that's the fact of the matter but if you believe that that was you know we're split 50 50 or pretty close to that down you know in the country then a lot of videos for joe biden are going to get disliked and there are no videos for donald trump to be disliked on because you already erased him you made him he can't even have his voice on your platform so it's just incredible to me that we are smack dab and i don't think we're in the middle anymore i mean we are close to it is silencing man silencing voices shut you down i mean i was thinking the other day and this is a problem i know but i was thinking the other day remember the story we did and i don't have it in front of me so i don't know i don't have the exact verbiage but remember the story we did where the they did the study and the professor and the school did the study where pollution was was causing 
people's uh, uh, diseases to be stronger. And one of the terms that they used in the story was the professor said, that's what's making men's penises so short or making men's penises shorter. It's just me thinking out loud there. And, uh, and you know, that, I mean, that was the headline, right? Pollution may causing penises to be short. And so the story was everywhere, but what she was saying and the study was saying in that story, and we talked about it on, on one of the previous podcast here on chewing the fat that it's the pollution and the stuff that we're putting in the water right okay so if you remember i don't know how long ago now the guy by the name of alex jones we've played the clip a thousand times of turning the frogs gay and shrimps are committing shrimp aside <laughs> they're just going and walk out of the beach and having birds eat them because they're committing suicide but his argument for that <laughs> <laughs> was that it was the pollution it was the stuff in the water so i mean okay what is it is it if we can't hear it or we can't hear it i you know is it misinformation or is it just someone's someone's information that you don't like i mean i know i know what i believe it is there you don't like it we don't need to hear it lester holt and you can call it whatever you want misinformation but it still means it's stuff that you don't want to hear and it is getting worse by the day that's all that's it that's it there's still a lot of good stuff to get to today okay i mean the trial continues Derek chubbin's trial uh day three yesterday we had uh some new video footage that we, I don't know that I'd seen that video footage before, but we had the cashier who reported the bill to his manager and he testified that he, he felt disbelief and guilt when he saw things escalate and that this could have been avoided. Um, yeah, it could have been avoided. Now his plan is that it could have been avoided had he not reported the crime. My thought on that would be it could have been averted if there wasn't a crime. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> silly. I know. It's a silly, silly thing to think like that. It's just dumb, actually, for me to think like that. But uh, the prosecution also showed uh, George Floyd saying, please don't shoot me as he was pulled out of his car. And I believe I'm pretty sure he said, I can't breathe before he had the knee on his neck. But none of that really matters. You know that. You know that. It's not going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. And it doesn't matter. This trial is a show. And there, he's already guilty. You know that as well as I do. And if unless, I mean, if, if the jury, which I believe there's no way, no matter what they hear, no matter what they see, no way they find this man innocent or not guilty, because they know that even when he's found guilty, there's probably going to be some fireworks. But if he is found not guilty or innocent, I mean, I don't even like thinking about it. I don't even like thinking about it. But it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> wow, it is not going to be pretty. Speaking of not being pretty, the University of Winchester, which I'm sure is pretty, not 
talking about them located in South England. I'm talking about the life-size bronze statue of Greta Thunberg. (laughs) Man, it looks great. I mean, there's, I mean, we need more uh, life-size bronze statues of Greta around the world. And the world would be that much of a better place because the birds would have a place to sit and take care of their business. But the school, the students are all wound up and you think, wait, it's a statue of Greta. You think that they would, they would be in love with it. And the school officials said the statue represents the ongoing commitment to sustainability and social justice and its commitment to combat the climate and ecological emergency. Man, that's a hard, that's a hard sell for that statue. I'll tell you that. No, really, we we love the bronze statue of Greta Thunberg, and man, it's uh, it represents our ongoing commitment to sustainability and social justice, and our commitment to combat the climate and ecological emergency. Oh, okay, well then, hey, Vice Chancellor Joy Carter, you go right ahead. <laughs> I mean the. The vice chancellor also said that Greta is a young woman who, in spite of difficulties in her life, has become a world-leading environmental activist. I was wondering what those difficulties were. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. Because I mean, she's traveled the world and everybody has kissed her butt. So I know that's a difficult. She's had difficulties in her life. Uh, the university, uh, and she goes on to talk about their sustainability and social justice and inspirational to women. Yeah, I know. And many uh, find her a controversial figure. (laughs) Really? Well, as a university, we welcome reason, debate, and critical conversations. (laughs) Do you? Do you there, Vice Chancellor Joy Carter? Do you welcome reason, debate, and critical conversations? But, hey, maybe you do. Maybe, maybe you do there at... uh, the University of Winchester in South England. Maybe you do. But anyway, the students are all wound up about the statue. And you'd think, wait, uh, why? I mean, don't they love Greta? Yeah, you know what? It's not about Greta. It's not about Greta. They're pissed that the university spent money on the statue when the students don't have any money. So the president of the Winchester Student Union, Megan Ball, and I bet you she is a, just a ball of fun, uh, said that Winchester students could not support the statue and called on university officials to replace the money they spent on it. Hey, we're in a COVID year. Lots of students haven't really had access to campus. Lots of them are trying to study online and are in dire need of support. I actually do believe that. So we're calling on the university to match the statue cost by committing 23,760 euros. And that's how much they spent on that stupid thing. Wait a minute. That's like 33 grand in American money. 33,000 for that bronze statue of Greta. Woof, no kidding. Megan, Megan Ball with the student union. I'm with you. I am with you. They need to replace them. It should come out of their salaries. No kidding. The student union called the statue a vanity. Well, they, of course, they're all vanity projects. That's what they're there for. To, but you're supposed they're there to, you know, place honor for someone who needs to be honored. And if you think that, you know, 
Miss Thunberg doesn't need to be honored. Wow, are you wrong? Sure, she needs to be honored, but she needs to be honored with your money, not mine. Okay, next week, Hunter Biden's book comes out. Beautiful things. The memoir. We have uh, got to, we got to, we got to do a, a Jeff Fisher review of this book desperately. Um, we're already reporting some parts of the book, I guess, if, you know, people probably have the, the copy already and the excerpts from the memoir, uh, were published by the New York times. Uh, we've got to talk, I've got to get talk to, uh, a fellow Maclear, fellow Maclear next week, uh, uh, for my son, Hunter movie.com. Uh, if you can help make that movie, make it, uh, help him at, uh, my son, Hunter movie.com. But we got to talk to him about it because uh, this story, we've talked about it before. There's an episode of Chewing the Fat where I specifically devote the entire episode, a special Saturday broadcast on Hunter Biden. It's episode 227, Who's Hunter Biden, is the title of the episode. It's like 30 minutes long, 27 minutes long, and it just goes into uh, the stories about his life. And we talked about how he, you know, has been addicted to crack and other drugs and things that have happened throughout his life. Well, in this story, it talks about how he started drinking at the age of eight and he's been abusing alcohol and hard drugs ever since, since he was eight years old. He said he's bought crack cocaine. This coming from his own memoir, uh, bought crack cocaine on the streets of Washington, DC, cooked up his own inside his hotel bungalow in LA. Nice. I mean, look, if you can't get on the find it on the streets, you just make it yourself. Now that's the American way. I've been so desperate for a drink I couldn't make it one block between the liquor store and my apartment without uncapping the bottle. Well, I mean, who among us can say can't say that? <laughs> he said uh, in the last five years alone, he's lost a two decades long marriage. Guns have been put in his face. And at one point I dropped to clean off the grid, living in a $59 a night, super eight motel off I-95. And while scarring my family, even more than myself. Oh, I know Hunter. It's been tough. Uh, how, how have you survived? I mean, really your daddy has come through for some, you know, some money from China and your money from the Soviet union. I'm sorry, Russia. So you're fine. Don't worry about it. He was always proud that he could drink more, you know, five times more than anybody else. Right? He'd go on 16-hour benders. Again, who among us? He said that he would... Uh, <laughs> he'd be in his apartment just binging on vodka. And that's when daddy was the vice president. That's when he got you turned around. Started helping you make some money. He cut the plastic nub off vodka bottles to make it flow faster. Again, who among us? He only ate the food that was available at the liquor stores, Doritos, pork rinds, uh, ramen noodles, or ramen noodles, as I like to say to make my children mad. And eventually, my stomach just couldn't even handle the noodles anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I've ever reached that point. I can't say who among us on that, because no, uh, even during the... Although I, I was pretty thin back in those days. Uh, lost a lot. I mean, there's some pictures that uh, I was really, really thin, and... The reason wasn't because of, uh, well, it was because of diet, but it wasn't because of a diet. <laughs> I was spending my money on everything else, uh, but food. 
but uh, he talked about his relapses and uh he talked about uh, going through the homeless we do remember talking about that where he went through the homeless shelter and you know he was pitching up a tent and the guy pulled a gun threw it in his face he shared his apartment with the homeless crack guy that he bought crack from well it's always a good plan if you need some crack let the guy you buy it from live with you hello that's only being smart and uh he it's just i can't i got i can't wait for the book i mean i I'm, i know it's a struggle and i'm glad that he's better now no really but uh my gosh my gosh and, and then, then maybe this is it right maybe this is the only great story and the rest of it is all and then dad and Bo and ashley we all went to the beach and we had fun i mean maybe it's all that but you know, hopefully we get a lot more of his, uh, of his struggles. That's what a memoir is supposed to be. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. He said he now, uh, credits his new wife, Melissa, for his sobriety. Not the stripper who has his baby. Not her. We're not, we're not crediting her with anything. But we're crediting the new wife. We're not crediting, uh, Bo's wife, who he had an affair with after Bo died. We're not crediting her with his sobriety. We're crediting the wife who's pregnant with their baby now, or maybe they had the baby already. Uh, did she have that kid already? Hold on. Yeah, yeah, she had it. Oh, that's right. She had it last year. About a year ago. The kid's one year old today or this past weekend, right? So anyway, congratulations. Yeah. So she's, you know, fighting back from being pregnant now. Hunter's probably Hunter's probably living large. Uh, you know, got the one little baby. And remember, yeah, that's right, because Joe couldn't meet him because he was in lockdown he didn't, couldn't meet his own grandchild because he was in lockdown in Delaware and couldn't go to L.A. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that was April of last year, so well, most everybody was in lockdown at that time, that's for sure. But anyway, congratulations, and we're looking forward to the memoir, and we're also looking forward, we've got to talk to Phelan MacLear about uh, the release of the book and how it's going, if he's rewriting anything for the movie My Son Hunter, in which you could, you know, crowdfund and help help them make this movie by going this isn't even a commercial for them i don't even know what i'm doing mysonhuntermovie.com it's turned into one for them though i love the story i can't wait for this movie to be made all right let's go to the break room i need <laughs> i can need something cold to drink and not what hunter is drinking okay well all right maybe maybe just this once pass it over here <laughs> Oh, here, Hunter, take that plastic cap off of that, would you? <laughs> what are you cooking on the stove? I just want, that's all I want to talk about now. All right, well, we're in the break room. So if you're using, uh, if you're like some of the listeners to Chewing the Fat and you're busy taking care of a little business of your own with uh, something that you've purchased that you gave a special little name, like Jeffy. Or if I were to purchase one today, let's say I ran to the store and purchased a little helpful tool uh, to use during the break room, I would name it Hunter. But that's just me. <laughs> you know, I talked to, uh, as long as we're here, I mean, you know, I did talk to Vela McAleer uh, when they first launched the GoFundMe for to make the movie uh the crowdfunding for uh, my son hunter movie.com uh and you can go to my youtube channel uh chewing the fat with jeff fisher and promote it uh and you know take a look at it 
and you know tell your friends and neighbors and all that kind of stuff but same thing with this podcast right if you're listening now and you're not a subscriber what are you doing with your life really i mean make your life better and subscribe you don't have to subscribe on the platform you're listening to let's say your friend said hey listen to this it's really funny or it's really good and you're listening to it but you go you know i don't like the way this this platform works Use the platform that warms the cockles of your heart, not theirs. And this is still America. <laughs> Kinda. So uh, choose the platform that you want. And then, you know, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And tell your friends and tell your neighbors. Okay? All right. Good. So remember last week we talked about uh, Tiger Woods and how I wanted, I said, just leave me, let's done. Let's wrap it up. Let's go. It's stupid. There was no one else involved in the stupid crash. He's the one that got hurt. He's the one that's paying for it all. Uh, you know, and I'm sure if the police said, hey, uh, all of this investigation that we've done, here's the bill, Tiger would probably pay for it. Maybe he already has. Well, now, you know, they've got the big, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about uh, the cover-up, the cover-up of Tiger's crash investigation. What is there to cover up? I mean, the man is recovering at home. They... It was a horrible crash. It was an accident. No one else was involved. Okay? Nobody else got hurt. No other vehicle got injured. Nothing. It was just Tiger Woods. Okay? And now the police are saying, yeah, no, we, uh, we've determined uh, what caused uh, the crash last month, but uh, we're not going to release any of the details. Okay? Uh, privacy concerns. Now, people are pissed. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? Yeah. Now, the sheriff said, nope. Uh, it was an accident. No evidence of impairment. Have a nice day. Uh, Woods already claimed he doesn't remember driving, doesn't remember that what happened. It was an accident. No one else got hurt. You know what? We know what the deal is, but privacy concerns, you can reach out to Tiger. If he says that we can tell you uh, the information, then uh, you can. But uh, right now, yeah, we're not releasing that information. Okay. Now, this is what's going to happen is they're going to dig around. There's going to be a special in-depth reporting where a, a deputy in the dark of night passes off the actual incident report. And we're going to find out exactly what caused the accident. Okay. I mean, all right, great. Make it into a little short. Make it into an hour-long special. Put it up on Netflix. I'll watch it. Or Netflix. Either Netflix or Netflix. Either one. I'll watch it. Okay? But other than that, let's move on with our lives. All right? If you never find out, it'll be okay. All right? It'll be okay. Although now I want to go have the special sneaking around show. <laughs> this is a recreation. And have the deputy crawling through bushes with his special report that he passes off underneath the underneath the bushes I, I, you know whatever it's over move on the guy is paying for it he's injured he's going to be lucky to ever golf again so he's lucky to be alive and again i i hate to bring this up again but uh maybe you spend your time putting up some new signs telling people to slow down around the curve there at the rolling hills estates that we are told accidents happen all the time there okay and i know that uh oh wait wait a minute did i say nothing i mean he injured the car 
right? They wrecked the car, which was given to him. He was using because it was part of the uh, the tournament the, that he was in, the Genesis GV ADSUV. I'm sure they're okay. Uh, you know, they'll be fine. Tiger Air probably already paid for the car anyway. Um, and he may have even paid for it more than once. And I'm sure he paid for, you know, he's paid for all the medical stuff. So anything that's happened, give me a break. No one else got hurt. Now, there was a tree that was uprooted. I know. I know. It's very, very sad that uh, a tree was uprooted. So you know what you do? You plant a new tree. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay? You're welcome. So I had uh, an opportunity to watch... Godzilla vs. Kong last night. It was just released nationwide. Hello. Oh, man. That's why anytime I'm a little, little tone there. Okay. You're listening. I got it. Uh, watch Godzilla vs. Kong on HBO Max last night. Now, I, I'm asking. I'm going to ask you right now. Do you want the review? I'll wait for your answer. While I'm waiting for an answer. I'll give you a little story about Netflix streaming numbers. All right. Since opening, according to this new study now, who watches, you know, the most Netflix, who's binging, who's streaming, which country watches the most Netflix. Okay. Uh, At the end of 2020, Netflix passed 200 million paid memberships. We've talked about that. Wow. So 2.7% of the world's population pay for a Netflix account. That means they've got a long ways to go. There's still plenty of subscriptions to be had. (laughs) So based on 24,796 Netflix viewing histories uploaded through time spent streaming tool. Okay. The average since opening Netflix account, the average user has spent 67,796 minutes watching Netflix. That's equivalent to... 1,130 hours or 47 days. 11,824 minutes watching Netflix movies, equivalent to 197, 197 hours or eight days. This accounts for just over 17% of their overall viewing. 55,972 minutes watching Netflix TV series, That's 932 hours or 39 days. This accounts for almost 83% of the overall viewing. Now, okay, so I got to break that down a little bit because the way they schedule the movies. But anyway, that's the numbers that they're reporting for this study. I won't won't think about that too much right now. So you look at uh, who's the number one country (laughs) on the list. For minutes spent watching Netflix, the average number of minutes watching a series coming in at number one. Oh, no, that's not number one. That's just the, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Percent of time. Who's number? This is not, not in order. What are you talking about? Okay. So, according to this, Peru has 81,652 minutes watching a series, okay? Argentina, Argentina, Chile, Argentina and Chile, Argentina and Chile are neck and neck. 
but they, which is where I'm not sure. The rest of them seem to be in some kind of order. I'm not sure where we're getting our order from. We're getting our order from total number of days watching Netflix. Okay, so Peru has the most days watching Netflix with 80. Okay, 80 days watching Netflix in that time frame. So that's where they're getting, now the records come in. So the, okay, so, uh, wow, Mexico, Argentina, Chile, Chile, Argentina, Chile, Mexico, Colombia. Wow. Canada, Brazil, United States. All right, so you're like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. United Kingdom coming in at tenth. Switzerland coming in at nine. Wow, that's a lot of South American countries and uh, Central American countries. Uh, Argentina, Peru, Argentina, Chile, Mexico, Colombia, Brazil. Aren't those the countries that our immigrants are had to get out of there because of either war-torn or storm-torn countries? I guess, you know, I guess they're watching Netflix, though. <laughs> but, hey, don't that doesn't mean they can't uh, survive there. That, I mean, they just had to get to the U.S. I know. I got it. So, uh, United States watches a total 63 days of Netflix. This is minutes and time spent watching Netflix by country. Wow. It's a lot of time. I, I got these people beat, though. I mean, this is... <laughs> no Netflix in Australia, though? That's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, nobody's watching Netflix in Australia, that's for sure. And I love that some of the shows made in Australia that are on Netflix and some of the other streaming services. The Australian shows are great. There's some really, like, really good ones and some really good uh, shows that are show the the back country and I, I i love them i love them i i i could have lived in australia in fact i had a friend of mine just as a side note as we're talking about netflix uh you know i had a friend of mine that moved to australia and i almost moved with them 100 years ago i almost moved with them 100 years ago and i decided not to because it was 100 years ago and it would have taken forever because we were going to have to take a little flat bottom boat uh but now i could just fly there <laughs> that's great okay so uh canada is is uh wow canada's 68 days of watching netflix so total number of hours though united states 1511 total number of hours watching netflix wow total minutes watching netflix in the u.s 90,000. wow i mean we're spending a lot of time in front of our televisions and if we're not in front of our televisions, we're, we have our phone in our hands. And if we don't have our phones in our hand, we have our, uh, you know, our laptop in front of us. A lot of time spent with devices in front of us. You can quote me on that. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I'd like to see this broken down. And I'm sure it's got to be out there somewhere if I actually really did care uh, about where Netflix has it. I don't know if they share it. But what devices are being watch because they're already you know every so often remember we talked about they already try to scare you hey uh you know people are not on your in your household right there i'm watching and i can't watch it we're gonna find out and cancel it well are you are you but uh, i'd like to see you know who's watching what devices and i mean you know obviously i know they have that information do they want to share it no i don't think so uh new zealanders 
And the Swedes, 23% of their viewing is movies or are movies. Hey, that's what they, that's, they watch it. They watching that in, 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 in New Zealand and down there in the Swedes. Are the Swedes down there with New Zealand? Yes, that's where they are. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, if you look at the map, they're not really. <laughs> look at the globe. They're not really close. <laughs> so Argentina's, Argentina, Mexico, Peru, watch 90,000, oh, almost, I mean, Wow. I mean, Peru, Mexico, and Argentina, 81,000, 84,000, 94,000 minutes of TV series. We're watching a lot of Netflix. We're watching a lot of Netflix. Okay, so did you decide? I'm waiting to hear. Did you decide? Did you want my, did you want my review of Godzilla? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just give you what. I, all right, so if you don't want to know, you can fast forward or you can, you know, mute um, but I'm just going to give you a quick recap of what happened in Godzilla. This is my recap stuff, you know, at the top of my head, recap of what happened in Godzilla. Now, you know, I mean, Godzilla versus Kong, right? I mean, you have Kong is in everyone's heart, I think. Godzilla, you know, is this huge monster. And Godzilla, eh, you know, lives in water and outside of water. Okay, so you already know Godzilla is really kind of the all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing soothsayer. Okay, you know that? I mean, it's tough to beat. Right? <laughs> I mean, Kong might not, uh, you know, might be, you know, might be the man, so to speak. But he is, uh, you know, he's still battling uh, Godzilla. So here's my recap, okay? Now they released it on HBO Max and in theater simultaneously. Had a great weekend last weekend. Everybody going to the theater to see it. It would be fun to see on the big screen. I'm not going to worry about it. I haven't, I'm not, I'm not dropping a tear for not being able to see it on the monster theater screen because I could have if I wanted to. And I'm good with the screen I have in my home. So we watched it uh, thanks to HBO Max. So here is my uh, review. All right. Godzilla and Kong fight. Godzilla gets run off because of humans. Kong help, helps humans find the center hollow earth power. Godzilla beats Kong. Fake Godzilla made by humans is about to defeat real Godzilla. Humans help Kong. Kong and Godzilla beat fake Godzilla. Godzilla and Kong decide to let it go and live in peace. Humans let Kong live in center hollow earth so that we can harness the power. <laughs> That's it. I won't tell you about the actors or the actresses. It's Mecha Godzilla. Right. Fake Godzilla. Fake Godzilla. It's Mecha Godzilla. Okay. All right. They've already fast forwarded. They're not listening to my review anyway. Wow, get it right. Okay, so I've had this story in the fat pile for a couple of days, and I, you know, I guess I could have saved it for Fat Pile Friday, which is right around the corner. 
right around the roll but uh it's been kind of bugging me because it's been on the show sheet for the last couple of days and every day i see it and i blow by it and i'm like no i'll leave it for the fat pile so i, I have to get to it today before it just drives me crazy michael strahan former nfl superstar hall of fame football player uh as you know when he was done playing football he's got a super bowl victory he's a superstar he's he's you know he's, he's great you know who michael strahan is if you see him you might not know his name but if you see him he's you know really just a big tall black man and he's got the gap tooth in the front okay so the story is that i mean he's all over right he's on it was kelly ripka is on uh the good morning america or morning whatever whatever morning show he's on plus he does the nfl on sundays on uh, fox or abc or nbc whatever whatever he's, he's, he's michael strahan is everywhere so he just posted a thing where he was in the dentist chair and he's talking about getting his teeth fixed where the gap in front that he's had his entire life and his upper teeth goes away. He's taken it away. The orthodontist filled the space and now he's got, you know, full mouth of teeth without the gap. And I'm thinking, okay, I mean, that's great. And Michael could do that. He could have done that a long time ago if he really, you know, if he had really, really wanted to. And he's already a superstar. His face is known everywhere. And one of the things that's a trademark for him is the tooth gap. I mean, that's, that's michael that's who he is it's not like look at that guy with the rot with the hole in his mouth that is crazy uh it's just that's michael's look and so he did the deal on his twitter account where he said i did it hashtag goodbye gap and you know okay in the end he you know has the big smile and i'm thinking i don't know if that's a good thing or not i just i just don't i mean we've all heard the stories i mean every everybody has to go to the dentist and everybody gets their teeth fixed and I, even i've got this crooked tooth i've had forever which well you haven't had it forever jeff it's the way it grew in you were alive yeah, i know but it, it feels like it's forever and you know everybody's i've just never fixed it i've never gotten it straightened and it's just it's there and I, I don't i don't let it bug me anymore if it bugs you in the pictures i'm sorry okay that's just the way it is but my point is there's all kinds of stories and we've heard the stories of the guy that you know in hollywood that was hired in all those westerns that had the snaggly tooth yellow teeth and he started making money because everybody was had him working in these westerns and so he was making money so he got his teeth fixed and then he couldn't work anymore because they didn't want him anymore they wanted that look they didn't want they didn't want the the, <laughs> the old hunchback guy with good teeth the point of having him in the western on the street corner was he's an old hunched over guy with snaggly teeth so anyway and so anyway, I just, I feel like I don't think that was a good move for Michael Strahan, but whatever, I mean, whatever, he wants to get his teeth, the gap fixed. Now then I read and I think to myself, wait, wait, is it, it happened a couple days ago? Is he going to come out today? And maybe he did. And I just missed it because darn the luck. I didn't watch Good Morning America and, uh, you know, I haven't seen, I don't follow Michael on Twitter. Maybe I should go to his Twitter account as we speak and see if it was an April Fool's Day joke. I mean, he comes up, maybe he comes out today and says, no way, not getting rid of the gap. The gap is me. I hope that's the case. I mean, that's his last tweet from a couple days ago. The I did it. Hashtag goodbye gap. And he's got his text me phone number on there. He's got his email uh, at M by M Strahan. 
uh, says text me. He's got his texting number. That's you know promotion that everybody has now. And so maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Uh, you know. Okay, it's just I don't know. I don't know that that's a good thing for Michael Strahan because you're going to look at him on the screen now and you're going to go, "What's different?" And maybe he's past the point of where it doesn't matter whether the gap is there or not. He's always disliked the gap, and now he's famous enough and ha- you know is able to do it and get away with it without losing any of his uh, you know any people knowing who he is. So if that's what he wants, good for him. But I was just <laughs> bugging me because why would you do that? I mean, that's your look. That's 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 what how people know you. No, uh, how do I know? So what is going on with, well, in the world of, in the world of COVID, 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 COVID. So we had uh, Pfizer saying that after months of testing, the pharma giant said that its COVID-19 vaccine was 100% effective in kids 12 to 15 and that it created robust antibody responses. Oh, well, that's special. That's really good since, I mean, it's almost 100% in kids 12 to 15 that don't get it. So I'm a little, a little confused why we're making such a big deal out of making kids get the vaccine. Anyway, uh, Johnson & Johnson, which is actually the one that I was and I have been considering getting. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, we talked about it on Pat the other day and I really am just... I'm not against it, really. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're in the window and part of it, you should are close to the window. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're overweight. You have underlying conditions. You know, you probably should, I guess. But I think if if you're following everything that you can possibly do not to get the virus, then I don't. You know, I, anyway. So I was actually thinking about the getting the Johnson Johnson because it's a one-time thing. Right, just take the shot, move on, and they all have. We all the stories have. You know, there are people that have had problems with the vaccine, but millions of people have gotten the vaccine without a problem. So, you know, there's that. But Johnson and Johnson said that uh, they had a manufacturing facility in Baltimore that makes its uh, one shot vaccine. Yeah, there were some quality problems. I know there was some quality problems. Don't worry about it. The facility, sure, the facility didn't have the FDA approval to make the vaccine. <laughs> and there was a little mishap, a little mishap with the delay of the FDA approval. That's all. But there was a little problem and uh, like 15 million doses. Uh, bye Have a nice day. We're, uh, but they caught it before. So we're fine. All right. Don't worry about it. It was just some quality standards missed. So why don't you zip it? Don't worry about it. Okay. It says they're still on track to deliver an additional 24 million vaccine doses by the end of this month, April, and a hundred million doses to be delivered in the U S by the end of May. So a hundred million by in the next couple of months, that's doing some cranking out and they're going to need some more, (laughs) need some more facilities. So, you know, maybe the FDA ought to pick up the pace a little bit. And get these uh, manufacturing places approved or not approved, so these companies can get this going. And the good news and the help with our with our government is that the Peace Corps uh, is gearing up and it's going to 
yay for its second ever domestic deployment in u.s history and it's going to help with the u.s get that vaccination campaign going yay thank you thank you now sure sure you still have to want to get it uh, and they're going to push hard for you getting it i mean they're spending your money my money tax money on telling us how important it is to get it so you know there's that (laughs) i mean we've got you know countries france is closing down again they're locking down uh there, you know, they've got the surge going on. Oh, I'm not supposed to. Am I supposed to say the word surge anymore? Because it's very militaristic, according to AOC. What a, she is such a dunce. But uh, but she's a hey, she is a United States representative from the great state of New York, and bless her heart. But France is shutting down again. Uh, we've had, uh, we've got now that, you know, Sarah Palin, they did the big news about, oh, she's uh, urges Americans to wear masks. I read the story about that and uh, she wasn't really urging people to wear masks. She was just saying that we should continue to do what we can to avoid getting any virus, including COVID-19. But the story is that she's got it and her family's got it. And, you know, she's, you know, she's going through the struggle of having it, but, she, you know, said that, uh, you know, you should do what you can. It said that she called on Americans to wear masks, but it says here, she said, through it all, I view wearing that cumbersome mask indoors in a crowd as not only allowing the newfound luxury of being incognito, but trust it's better than doing nothing to slow the spread. That's not a big endorsement because, you know, she does, she's, tried to tell us that the newfound luxury of being incognito Sarah Palin (laughs) the person who I mean she is the last person that wants to be incognito and she's telling us our our newfound luxury is it Sarah is it (laughs) 